This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay on Thursday, October the 7th. And our top story today is that a man's been taken to hospital in London after being stabbed in Chatham. The 29-year-old was discovered in Devon Close just before half six this morning. Our reporter Alex Langridge has been in nearby Wiltshire Close where part of the investigation has been taking place. We are here at the scene at Wiltshire Close in Prince's Park Estate, Chatham where the road has just been reopened after an incident reported by residents to have happened at 5.30 this morning. Residents also report seeing sniffer dogs and forensic vans. The road is now open and there were four police cars on the scene that have now left. A 40-year-old man has been arrested. A teenager reported missing from Canterbury along with her cousin from London has been found following a major police appeal. The 15-year-old disappeared on Friday while her 16-year-old relative had last been seen on Sunday. Police say they were discovered at an address in Scotland this afternoon. A 20-year-old man has been arrested and is in custody. Another man who's 54 has been charged with child abduction and modern slavery. He's due in court and inquiries are continuing. Kent Online News. A 93-year-old cyclist has died after being hit by a car in Thanet. He was taken to hospital following the crash on the A28 Canterbury Road in St Nicholas at Wade on Monday, but we're told sadly he died from his injuries the following day. Meantime, a man's been flown to hospital following a hit-and-run in Margate. Emergency crews were called to Caxton Road in Garland just after one this morning. Inquest jurors have visited the spots where serial killer Stephen Port dumped his victims' bodies in East London, including that of 21-year-old Daniel Whitworth worth from Gravesend. The 46-year-old murdered four young gay men after giving them overdoses of the drug GHB embarking between 2014 and 2015. The hearings into the deaths are examining whether police made mistakes which could have cost lives by not stopping him sooner. Police have found 450 cannabis plants and arrested three people after raiding a property in Maidstone. They searched a business and connected accommodation on Sandling Road as part of a crackdown on modern slavery. They also spoke to staff at nail bars and car washes in the town to give advice to managers and workers. A protest is due to take place later against plans to build thousands of new homes in Medway. The local plan is actually no longer going to be discussed at tonight's council meeting. However, campaigners say they're so concerned they still want their voices to be heard. They're not happy in particular about the idea of turning Chatham docks into housing, which would put hundreds of jobs at risk. Well, Lucy has been speaking to Phil Taylor. He's the chief exec of ArcelorMittal Kent Wire, which is based on the site. Chatham Docks is a unique local asset. There's nothing else in this area that it replicates what we have here. Um, it works for most of the tenants, if not all of the tenants, and there's no alternative. There's no suitable alternative to rehome the companies that are in Chatham Docks. And so we've heard that the local plan was due to be discussed at a meeting. That's now not happening. Um, can you shed some light at all on, on what's going on? Well, look, first of all, we're delighted that the, the plan is, has been withdrawn uh, and we hope that Medway Council will go back and reconsider the, the plan in the light of the opposition that, that they're facing. Um, and yeah, all we've asked Medway Council to do from the outset 
is to retain the current planning policy that they have for Chatham Docks, which is to keep it as a working port, an important employment hub. Why do you think it's taken this long and now suddenly the day before this was all due to be discussed, they seem to be, you know, changing their mind maybe about it? Well, I think it's clear that the opposition that, that they're facing uh, both internally from the Conservative group, but but also from the Labour Party who have been supporters from day one uh, about wanting to save Chatham Docks, that, that that growing swell of support would have meant that the plan would not have got passed. And I understand a protest is still due to be held, even though this is not going to be discussed. Can you just tell us a bit about that? Well, yeah, we'll be going down to, to St George's Centre to, to demonstrate the strength of feeling that we have in support of, of Chatham Docks, but also for Who Peninsula, you know, where they're, they're looking to build uh, a level of, of houses which is unsustainable for the area. And just tell me a bit about what it's like for you, you know, your company and the workers who work at Chatham Docks having such an uncertain future. It, it's been a torrid time for the last few years. You know, I, I constantly get stopped when I'm talking to my workforce and they're concerned about their futures. Um, yeah, it's been really difficult. You know, it's bad enough running a business in the first place, but running it under a cloud of uncertainty. Yeah, I've already moved this company once to make way for the Chatham Waters development, um, which is ongoing. Uh, that cost us three and a half million pounds to move the company 500 metres. And at the time, Medway Council said, we don't need Chatham Docks to meet our housing need. Uh, the planning policy that's in place will remain in place. And that gave me certainty back in 2012 to remain in Chatham Docks with the business and protect the workforce. And at that time, my workforce was just under 100. And today, I'm nearly at 200. So we, we have flourished, but flourished under really difficult conditions. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. 36 dogs have been seized near Gravesend as part of an investigation into puppy farms. Police raided a property in Mepham and also seized three cats and £10,000. The RSPCA was also part of the operation, which will look into whether any crimes have been committed. A con man from Rochester, who's been sentenced to more than 20 years in prison since he was 13, has been locked up again. Michael Nichols from Shortsway in Borstal near Rochester targeted vulnerable people to the tune of £46,000. The 46-year-old has been locked up for just over five years in order to stay away from his victims for 10 years. People living near a school in Canterbury have told the Kent Online podcast it looks like a prison. The £20 million Barton Manor, which is on the site of the old Chaucer Technology School on Spring Lane, is due to open next year. It'll eventually have more than 1,000 pupils in two and three three-storey buildings. Lucy Benton lives opposite and says it's not what she was expecting. I think what they could have done with it um, as compared to what was there with Chaucer School was really outdated and this is just atrocious. The building they could have made, the grey panelling, I don't get it, I don't understand. And of course this is the view from your home now. Yeah. It's horrible. I think you said it was like facing onto a prison. Yeah, yeah, it is. If they just put up some high walls, this could be, you know, Canterbury Prison. Um, and even the prison down the road that used to be Canterbury Prison looks better than this. 
and and uh, you'd had hoped. When did you see the plans, and did you did you realise it was going to look like this? No, no. I I saw sort of pictures, and it looked all very nice with trees and all this sort of thing. And I thought, wow, it's going to be really lovely. And then, uh Lucy was speaking to our reporter Jerry there with a trust which will be in charge of the school has been contacted for a comment. Swimmers are calling on Southern Water to take urgent action after wastewater leaked into the sea around the Kent coast. SOS Whitstable has been set up to campaign against pollution after a number of swimmers reported falling sick after going into the sea. The group are planning a protest this weekend. In the summer, Southern Water was fined a record £90 million for allowing 21 billion litres of sewage into protected waters over a five-year period. Thousands of homes across Kent will be able to get faster internet from today. Virgin Media O2 is launching the Gigabit Network in areas including Folkestone, Maidstone, Medway, Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells. It'll offer speeds up to 28 times faster than the regional average. Therapy dogs are being allowed to visit patients at Kent's biggest hospital again. They had to stop working at Medway Maritime in Gillingham during the pandemic. Yazzie and Fred are now back to support patients and you can see pictures of the pair at Kent Online or by following our socials. A Kent farmer says this year's apple harvest, which is expected to be one of the best tasting to date, feels like light at the end of the tunnel. We're told the mix of rain and warm weather over the summer has helped make the fruit juicier. James Simpson is the managing director of Adrian Scripps Limited based near Tunbridge. He says this comes after a very challenging time because of the pandemic and a shortage of workers. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is a combination of the weather that we've had over over the whole year, to be honest. Some of it's been challenging, but most of it's been beneficial to uh, fruit growing. Um, So I think we're going to have uh, very juicy apples this year, and that comes with the rainfall that we've had through um, July and August, just prior to harvest. But we've also enjoyed some warm weather, and warm weather always um, adds to the flavour. So what we tend to find is that our maritime climate is very good for taste um, and flavour of apples. So the, the weather is a significant factor in producing such high-quality apples? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we need a good spring, um, not too um, cold, so that we can get a good uh, set on the trees and we can get plenty of apples growing. And then a nice um, warm uh, summer without too much rain early in the summer, but actually a little bit of rain later in the summer just adds to the juice. Um, but it's definitely the the, the um, warmer weather and the brighter sun that we've had in parts of the year that have that have contributed to the flavour. That's for sure. And all this good news about the apples. I mean, it, it comes after what's been a very challenging eighteen months or so with the pandemic. How difficult has it been for yourself in the sector? Uh, I can honestly say it's been the most challenging. Um, period I've known and I've been growing apples for over 30 years and um, I would say the last two or three months have been incredibly challenging. Um, Yes it's great the country's opened back up Um, we want to get British apples on the shelves Um, but the challenges around finding labour and I don't think we're unique in that um, in in top fruit but I think uh, there are a number of sectors out there uh, from hospitality and care and building where we are desperately short of labour. The National Farmers Union, for example, there are many fruit growers in, in Kent. Um, uh, AC Gotham and Son, who are based in, in Medway, produce so many, so much fruit for the UK. Um, they have talked about there needs to be this massive recruitment drive, not just up until Christmas, but for many years to come. How crucial is that, that, that we bring in more labourers? 
Well, I think we've got to, I think it's very crucial, actually, Ismo, we, we, but we've got to come at it from several directions. We are actively investing in higher wage rates, in better facilities, more technology on the farms. Um, we're doing everything that government is telling us to try and draw in more local labour. We we're actively campaigning locally. We're putting on minibuses to collect people, etc. We're changing our shift patterns. We're doing everything to attract local labour. Um, but unfortunately, in many rural communities, that labour just isn't there. You know, we, we work, we're working at a very low level of um, unemployment, uh, some of the lowest um, in, in the UK. And I think um, also what we're looking at is a short term job. Some of these jobs are short term. They are for short periods of harvesting. So actually, if, if you're um, if you've got your own house, if you're looking to pay uh, a mortgage or, or rent, uh, you know, eight weeks of harvesting, even if you can put several harvesting jobs together, perhaps soft fruit earlier in the season and then uh, apples and pears later in the season, that still doesn't give you the continuity of work that you need. So I think um, the recruitment of seasonal labour is going to be with us for some time. Well, the National Farmers Union is calling on the government to introduce a COVID recovery visa to bring in workers from Europe. And Katie Kittermaster is going to be on the hit list on our sister radio station KMFM tonight. She recently supported Ollie Murs at the Hop Farm in Paddockwood. She'll be chatting to Emma Jo about new single Good Liars. It's on from seven. Kent Online Sport. Football and Millwalls bought a huge plot of land in Kent to build a new training ground. The club says it wants new facilities in West Kingsdown near Dartford, 15 miles from its current base in Bromley. Although they don't own the premises, bosses are now working on submitting a full planning application. Well, that's all for today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. It's quite straightforward to do. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by blue butterfly the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on earl street maidstone bluebutterfly.co.uk